My name is Danae Reed and I want to welcome you to the part of life where mothers do not physically, emotionally, or mentally exist. Welcome to Damn Mom Really, which is a podcast that seeks to shed light on grief and open up a conversation about a topic that is often avoided. Again, this is a space for people who have either experienced the loss of a mother or a mother figure and I am so excited to fellowship with you guys. The contents of these episodes is up to the discretion of both my guests and myself and I can trust that they are telling the truth just as much as I am as it feels right for them. Also noting that the subject matter can potentially be heavy or triggering we have included a six minute cool down meditation by Liliana Rasmussen at the end of this episode for your pleasure and this soundscape is brought to you by Scott Reed Jr. up everybody it is Danae and I'm back with my podcast damn mom really which is a space that nobody wants to be in but a space that everybody seems to want to understand and today I have some amazing guests with me as always you guys know the folks that I have on the show always drop some gems and we just have a good time and it's so interesting to be able to say uh I'm having a good time in the space of grief or, you know, the things that we're talking about. But, you know, we like to laugh on the show. So without further ado, though, I have Asia and Autumn on the show. Asia and I actually went to school together. We have the same birthday. And so us losing our moms in the same year as well, not too far apart, was something that I found to be really striking to me. Uh, such a weird coincidence in that way, because we've always obviously been birthday twins. So Asia and Autumn, how are you guys doing today? First things first good it's a slow okay. week to me but i'm mm-hmm. good yeah um i'm doing okay today okay okay so first things first what made you guys decide to do the podcast because i know asia you know you're saying this is something new for you and autumn we got our scorpio here who's a little bit more <laughs> quiet so <laughs> what made you guys decide that you wanted to come and have this conversation well like you said you know the fact that you know we went to high school together graduated together you know we had the same birthday and then our moms you know unfortunately passed within like months of each like a couple months of each other it was very it was very scary it was very like surreal at the same time um so I wanted to come on here because I wanted to help you as much as possible help myself my sister anybody that has you know has unfortunately had to go through this just want to be a listening ear because this is this shit is hard. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> try to keep <laughs> up, but you can, you know, you can drop a sprinkle here and there. You see, for me, because I'm like, oh, I want to say whatever I want to say because my mouth. <laughs> but I got in trouble by my grandmom a couple weeks ago (laughs) she was like watch your mouth I can't show this to my friends so I'm like okay we're gonna try to keep it PG yes (laughs) just a little bit but (laughs) thank you so much for sharing and Autumn how about you um I don't really know yeah that's okay that's okay too that's okay so you guys are my first siblings to be on the show And I think it's such an interesting dynamic when you have a sibling that is also grieving at the same time as you grieving the, you know, the same person with the same sort of relationship, because nobody shares that with you, you know, 
you have, you know, your mom's parents or her partner or her friends and her other family members. And that grief is totally different. But when you have a sibling, obviously you come out the same wound. Or in this case, you come out the same wound. And so you kind of understand your mom in a way that's different from a lot of the world. And so for you guys, you know, as sisters, I've always wanted a sister, you know, what has it been like for you trying to hold each other up, I guess, and get through the day? Because there's obviously also obvious to me, maybe not to the people listening, but there's an age gap between you two. So how do you guys work and facilitate as siblings? She's there for me a lot. Hmm. We are, we're 12 years apart. And you would think like with that big of an age gap that we would be so, I don't want to say not as close, but we wouldn't be like on the same like wavelength like emotionally when it comes to certain things but um it's been times where she's been there for me like as if it was my mom which is scary just you know comforting me and giving me all the words of encouragement and it's just very it's very comforting um and I love that you know we go hard for each other I don't know what I would do without my sister honestly <laughs> so that's my girl she'd be stealing my clothes but she's fine any other time <laughs> any other time she's fine <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what that's like like I said I steal my mom's clothes I, I was like before everything yeah. and, and it... <laughs> you did that too and you, and and you took some of daddy's clothes yep we, anything yeah I'm I feel like are you? Oh, you said you're wearing your earrings. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so special. How does it feel to be able to wear her jewelry for you? Feels good. Like it feels like there's like a part of her that's still with me or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I I've kind of taken anything that I possibly could from my mom. I got her bags. I got her, you know, yep. jackets. <laughs> I got her everything. And I agree with you that something about putting it on, I, it's like her energy is still in it, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I wear a jacket or I like wear a shirt or whatever, it's like, it it feels like, I guess that lack of physical connection is obviously still present, but it, I guess it makes the blow for me at least a little bit less hard. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, again, like I was saying earlier, I think it's so beautiful that you guys have been able to be there for each other and you guys are living in the same house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next thing I want to ask you again is just from the standpoint of having siblings and, you know, having a brother and my grief looking so much different from his and in dealing with that. Do you think that that's something that you guys have kind of dealt with individually? Because obviously, you know, you're grieving the same person, but you're grieving a different relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense, it's like you guys share the core of the mom, but you know, your relationship, Asia is different with your mom than, you know, Autumn yours is. So do you find that you guys grieve differently or is it pretty much around the same? We do it differently. Okay. Okay. How so? Asia? Um, I really know how to explain how we like grieve differently. Do you feel like you keep, like you keep it more in as opposed to like expressing how you feel sometimes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, me, I, if it's anything my mom has taught me that I like take with me now, it's just writing everything down. She mm-hmm. was big on like journaling for 
any and everything. She had one of those, the uh, like the calendars or whatever for every single year. Every single year. Everything was filled out every day. Had like six things that she had to get done. And she would remember to do all of them as long as she wrote them all down. <laughs> um, she was big on journaling. So that's definitely something that I um, I took from her. And one of my friends, she actually let, what was it, last year or the year before, uh, we had like a, a friend's Christmas giving situation. And she got me this like journal with different prompts in it. And I didn't know how much I was going to have to use it until mm-hmm. this happened. She got me color pencils, I mean, color pens, and I've been writing in there all the time. So if I, I feel like I grieve is like, if I want to cry, then I'm going to cry. If I want to be mad, I'm going to be mad in a moment, but I want to try to get better with taking it out on people. Because sometimes yeah. I feel like I take it out on my dad, unfortunately. So that's mm-hmm. why I write it all down just get it off my chest and just, you know, communicate. Communication is key if there's anything that I learned from all of this. <laughs> yeah, so. I agree 100%. You know, me and my brother grieve very differently. Um, yeah. Autumn, my brother is a lot like you where he kind of keeps everything in and I don't really know if he's processing everything. And I had to, I have to understand that just because it doesn't look like how it looks like for me, it's still valid. And that's kind of been my experience too, not to push him because I'm very much like Asia where I'm like, I'm going to tell everybody how sad I am, Literally. why I'm so sad, how long I've been sad, <laughs> what it feels like, what is coming to my mind right now. And I'm just very much an open book in that way. But I think that there's a lot of space for both, you know, uh, and I think both experiences are relevant and valid as long as you're finding an outlet. This is for you, Autumn, you know, finding an outlet to let your emotions be what they are and to kind of let them out and not to suppress them. Because everything that you're feeling is really heavy. And I wanted to make sure that I was really sensitive in talking to you specifically, because you are the youngest person that I've talked to who's dealing with, you know, this just shitty reality and I know it's probably a lot to process for you and so I want to take this time to just let you know that you know however you're feeling is obviously okay and however you're choosing to express yourself as long as it's healthy is okay and that it's a journey because I you know I can't imagine being 14 and losing my mom and and you know you're so much braver than you probably even know you know like you're continuing to show up for yourself every day and show up for your family and show up for your sister who sounds like she's had the the blessing and the fortune to be able to lean on you and your dad and your other family members as well so I just want to you know I know you're sitting in the back a little quiet but I just want to <laughs> let you know that I see you and I understand or I empathize I shouldn't say I understand but I, I definitely empathize with you know all you're going through because it's hard like it's really it, it really is like the most difficult sort of unimaginable feeling in the world. And I try, you know, not to harp on that, but that's reality. And I think that sometimes you need to, like you need to be able to sit and be like, damn, this sucks. Like, And there's really nothing else to say outside of that. It sucks. It really sucks. Um, I should have asked this in the beginning, but remind me of your mom's name. Marcel. Marcel. Okay. Miss Marcel. Okay. All right. And, Asia, you were 26 when your mom passed in autumn. You're 14. She was 13. 13. Her birthday was the the 29th of October. 
She passed oh, September third. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, wow! And I mean, the end of the year is such a celebratory time. Yes. You know, life is supposed to be celebratory, but the end of the year is such a celebratory time. So you have a birthday, and you have several big holidays. They're kind of back to back for you yep. guys. What was it like going through? that last sort of quarter of the year for you guys? <laughs> um, I was kind of, I feel like at that time I was like all over the place because I knew that not only was it her birthday, my dad's birthday is September 15th. So his, then she started school the same week. Then it was her birthday. Then it was the memorial service, memorial service, then her birthday. Then it was Thanksgiving. Then it was Christmas, New Year's. And it was just like, everything just kept going. Like yeah. we couldn't, I felt like I didn't have time to really like feel how it felt with her not being here, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just felt like I was on all on autopilot a lot of times, like during that whole situation. But it was very, it was very different. That's the only way I can really express it. It was yeah. different and... You know, my dad, he tried his best to, you know, make this as comfortable as he could. And I appreciate him for that. But he knows the relationship that we had with our mom. And he knows that things look different. And the holidays, they were hard because, you know, we had traditions that we had at our house that we wanted to bring over here that it was a lot. But in the end... I was with family. I was with people that cared about me, Autumn, everybody in here cared about each other. And I felt, I felt safe at the time. And I felt like my mom was here definitely, Mm. which is great. Yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, I feel like when I'm with my family, that's when I feel her the most, you know, like she's like all up in the mix, you know, and anybody who knew my mom or knows my mom Mm -hmm. knows that she's very much that type of person and always was. And so it is interesting to be able to feel her in that way, even after the fact. And something that you said earlier, um, a few moments ago, really stuck out to me because I was having a conversation with my dad earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, damn, nothing stops you still have to keep doing what you're doing. If you don't feel like going to work any day, like that day or or one day or whatever because you're grieving or it's heavy, you know, you can do that. Yeah. But then that comes with penalties, you yeah. know. Um, like, it just is like the world keeps spinning and responsibilities keep piling on and mm-hmm. things keep happening. And obviously, you know, it looks a little bit different for you and I, Asia, than it does for Autumn. And so, Autumn, if you don't mind, I would love to hear about your perspective about just being in school and and trying to sort of focus and be a student in the midst of all this. Has it been hard for you, or is it a good distraction? Um, It has been pretty hard for me to, like, focus in some of my classes in school because, Mm -hmm. like, um, like, I've been having, like, like different behaviors and stuff and like not listening and not like disturbing the class and stuff mm-hmm. and um i'm still uh, i think i only have like two classes that, are, that i'm dealing right now but mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still trying to like focus in those classes so i can try and get my grade up and so i can go on to this field trip for um like these uh for all eighth graders right okay 
Thank you so much for your honesty with that. Because I'm like, if I was in eighth grade, I don't know if I would be on a podcast. Like, y'all, I was cutting up class. And I was. And I was. But I don't know if I could have been so honest about it. So thank you so much for sharing. Asia, I want to switch it back over to you. Obviously, as an older sibling, you already kind of feel a sort of motherly sort of aura around your younger siblings, especially yeah. if you guys are close. Do you feel like that responsibility of being sort of a third parent for your sister has grown? And if so, how do you balance it out with, you know, saying, okay, I'm trying to sort of not step into this role, but I'm trying to take on more responsibilities because I know what you need, but I also want you to understand that I remember that I'm your sister. It definitely gets like the line can get blurred a little bit because I, you know, we're sisters. And, you know, I was the person that, not was, I'm the person that she comes to when, you know, my mom was getting on her nerves, when our dad gets on her nerves. So trying to find that balance and now become kind of like an authoritative figure while still, you know, being like, you know, I'm sister, whatever you need, anything ever, I'm here. But also, you know, making sure schoolwork is done, making sure that you know, she stays on the right track because I know that's what my mom would want. That's what our mom would want. That's what our dad wants. And still trying to do, I guess you could say like gentle parenting, like mm-hmm. being a gentle sibling. I don't like, so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's hard, but I think I'm starting to try and like find a balance. I'm trying to, you know, cause I still learn her every single day, even though she's 14 now, she. You know, things change every day. So Mm -hmm. starting to get more comfortable with who she is as a person and what makes her uncomfortable, um, what sometimes, you know, is like a good icebreaker um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. But it's definitely, it's gotten better over time for sure. Um, Okay. And I like it. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. Um, in Autumn, for you, what has it been like for your sister to kind of start pivoting and switching roles a little bit or maybe adding some more responsibility to her role as your sister and now somebody who's also trying to do as much as she can to fill the void that you might be feeling? Um, it's kind of hard because she did just move in like a few months ago because she still used to live at the other house and she- if um you still are um like trying to like get all comfortable and get like used to where you are now mm-hmm. and it's like different things going on different environment and everything like new rules and stuff and i'm sorry can you guys hear me can you hear us now yes i can How did the, the, mic go the mic just literally randomly went off Oh, we haven't the computer at all, but it wasn't on your end. It was on ours, which was weird. But we've been like sitting back here like, mom, do you not want us to talk? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I find that sometimes moms do funny things like that. She comes I'm, like, to me. I'm like, what is happening? Wait, I'm Autumn, you said she comes to your TV? I'm convinced she haunts my TV. Like, when I tell you literally, it's almost every other night tonight, I'm literally in bed trying to, you know, decompress after a day. I put on my shows, the shows go off, TV turned Mm -hmm. off, 
or it'll go from I'm saying say I'm watching Netflix, it'll go out like to the home screen and switch to Hulu on its own. This has happened multiple days, multiple times, and I don't know what is happening. All right, well, I don't know what she's trying to tell me. So I'm sorry. I I heard up until you were saying that, you know, it's been an adjustment because your sister's now moving into your home and everything. Can you just kind of take us back to what you were saying before your mom so graciously? um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, um, it was like uh, hard for Asia because, you know, like she moved into the new house with me and my dad and my dad's girlfriend, his daughter. And it was like hard trying to like adjust to like, to the whole place and stuff. Cause she's not, she wasn't used to like, to this place, like civilized mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, it's still hard getting used to like new rules and everything. Cause like it was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asia, do you want to just speak on that too? Do you find that there's a, a difference? Does it just feel like a huge adjustment for you? Definitely. This is my first time. Technically, it's my second time ever living with my dad. But this is my first time living with my dad when my mom isn't here. So it's just an adjustment all around living in a space where, you know, I'm not used to. And I feel like I was just thrown in here. Even though realistically I wasn't like this, he, this was always like an open door policy type of house. Like he always wanted, he envisioned me, you know, you know, whenever he retired to wherever he was going to go, this would be like our house. So it's definitely been different because I didn't have my own space in this house for a while. And Mm -hmm. once I finally got it, I started to, you know, start to feel comfortable because, you know, I didn't have a sense of privacy and that was that was really 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 hard like i felt like i couldn't properly express how i felt because there was always somebody there like yes for (laughs) i've been here since august okay 15th because it was the day of the kehlani concert that i had to come in here Mm -hmm. and been here ever since and when I first came in um, I didn't have a room in here so up until mid-January yeah like mid-January end of December I had been sleeping on an air mattress in Autumn's room so it was it was a lot for all it was a lot for everybody but once I finally you know got my space I was able to you know put things where I wanted them to be and just be able to just just like breathe without, hey sister, Yeah. just for a minute, you know, even though I, I love when she does that, that's how we greet each other whenever we come in the house, whenever we go anywhere, um, mm-hmm. but after a long day of work, sometimes I just want to not sometimes, just like when yeah. she get out of school, some days she don't want to be bothered with me, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not personal. Exactly, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it was a long day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how many months has it been since your mom passed? March made it six months. Six months. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's a a milestone. Yeah. How has your feelings sort of changed in that six months? Because I think 
on top of Autumn being the youngest person I have on here, I think that your loss is the most recent loss I've had the pleasure, and I've used pleasure with asterisks of, you know, talking about on my podcast. So it's been half a year, you know. Is it real to you guys yet? No. Yeah. Mm. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I, if it'll ever but... be real, honestly. Yeah, I understand that. For me, it's been a little over nine months, which is still crazy to say. Yeah. Like, and even sometimes I'm having these conversations and I'm like, yo, I'm really talking about moms that have transitioned Yeah. because my mom transitioned, you know? And so I say that to say, you know, even for me creating a space because of my circumstance, I still find myself saying, damn mom really like, like not literally. to be like you know, so, <laughs> like damn like that's crazy that's i'm crazy. talking about this thing that i never imagined i'd be talking about yeah. and i remember i used to say to myself you know like this doesn't feel real and i'm kind of okay with that are you guys kind of in that space too or are you, are you hoping to eventually get to a point of acceptance yes definitely I want to be able to accept it because I want to be able to properly grieve and heal and know that although she isn't here physically, she's always going to be with me regardless. And I don't, you know, everybody, once I get to that point, that's not to say that everybody has them days. That's like Hannah Montana said. So it's like... I've been watching the Hannah Montana lately too. <laughs> Make sure I, watch I, our, I, our show. I made her watch Brady and Mr. Whiskers one morning. <laughs> she was not here for it. Or that uh that uh Dave the Barbarian. Yeah, that that was my guy too. Um I but... used to love Dave the Barbarian. Exactly. <laughs> it was a great show. Well, not as much as the whiskers and whatever that is. Um I definitely want to get to a place of acceptance because I know that's what she would want for me. It's crazy that, you know, we're doing this because it wasn't long before that I was telling her about, you know, your mom passing. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, disbelief. I feel like that's what, I feel like that's what everybody feels. I don't know if you've met Danae's mom before. Mm -hmm. She ain't even remember me, girl. She's not going to remember me. <laughs> I don't think you have, but Miss Danette, that was my girl. Amazing, absolutely amazing woman. Oh, thank you. Um, and she was like, "What? Like what? Ha like I had to explain to her what happened, and it was just a lot." But I want to get to a place of acceptance because, like I said, that's what she would want for me. You don't want me over here crying, like you know, our birthdays are coming up, and I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for that because I don't know, what, I don't know what I'm gonna do, <laughs> like. I have plans, but I don't know how I'm going to feel that morning. I really don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm taking it, I always say, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and sometimes, literally yeah, sometimes it's, you know, one hour at a time or one minute or one moment literally. at a time. And it's, yeah. You know, accepting that. I've thought about my birthday, too, and I have no intentions on celebrating this year because I'm just not 
you know, in the spirit, it's not the same without my mom. That's okay. But I had somebody share this with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share it with both of you guys. He was like, don't necessarily focus on it being your birthday. Focus on it being the day that you became a part of your mom's story. Mm. And so for me, I'm like, okay, that makes I it. I love that. That makes me feel a little bit more like beautiful. it's something I at least want to acknowledge. You yeah. know, people are so wise. That's really what that I'm, I've been doing. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's really why I've been doing these and having these conversations because people are so wise and they'll tell you some things that you're just like, wow. Like you would never I think would, about it or I, put it into that type of perspective. I love that. I would get that tattoo, honestly. Yeah. That is beautiful. That's right. I, mean, I love you don't that. I want to get But you know, <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say, Autumn? I want to get a tattoo. Oh, I know, but girl, you're only 14. Exactly. Yeah. Thank I mean, Asia, I guess this is kind of going back to being another sort of fill-in parent. You know, the trends are so much different from when we were 13, oh. 14. How do you keep up mentally? And then also with that, how do you take care of your mental health? Because I'm sure it's probably True. a lot going on that we don't know. That's just a lot. It's just TikTok is crazy. Let me just put that out there. Like, the generation of kids that she is growing up in is a TikTok era, and they are very much their own group. Like, I don't know how else to describe them, but literally their own. And it's also very scary, the group of, like, kids that she's growing up with also. But she's also, like, she, Autumn, she has her times where she, like, she does the trends, but then she like, I don't want to do them too much because I don't want too many people seeing me. So I'm gonna do it back. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, I love siblings. <laughs> I've just had y'all own special aside. <laughs> she knows I hate doing videos. She hate. She hate. Like, I think it calmed her nerves the fact that this wasn't going to be like video. It's only. It's only all audio. It's just us seeing each other right now. Yeah, is one uh, actually going to somebody or like going? She would public? probably be like on the other side of the laptop, still responding. I'll she just wanted to be, be over the, here, over there on the other couch. <laughs> really, you don't like being on camera? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. The only time I, I'm fine with this if I'm getting pictures or mm-hmm. anything else. Because today at school, because um, like the yearbook is coming up, and there were people mm-hmm. in my cafeteria like asking for pictures, and my friends were like, "Come on, I want to be in the picture." I'm like. I'm because oh, I, you're so cute. You're so cute, though. But I get it. Some people just really don't like being in front of the camera. Yeah, that's or just and they're just like not, you know, camera people. Um, yeah, I get it. I'm like a camera whore. So. <laughs> she, this woman is a model. She has been in Cover Girl. She has been in uh, Puma ads. She's been in the Sephora stores. She that does everything. Gosh. Yes. You are you are just piping me up. You are piping me. <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you. I love that she. I love that she has always been herself. This is this person has not changed since high school. Like personality, everything, the same exact person. (laughs) Such a genuine spirit, and I love that. Thank you, thank you so much. Wow, y'all are just making my day, making me blush. So, um, speaking of changes, though, you know, how do you feel like your the loss of your mom has changed your perspective on, I mean, anything, life, death, 
motherhood, being a daughter, being, you know, a child, how has it changed your perspective in any regard? Um, I feel like for me, I was um, very set on, like, I really don't, like, want kids. And after losing my mom, it kind of kind of made me change my mind just hmm okay mom just a little bit um but it has to be with the right person um and I always say that the right person isn't going to come and change your mind they're just going to give you another perspective of how they see you and that you are fit to do this and know that you had the capability to do so so it definitely opened my eyes to that as far as I look at death completely different. Like, Mm -hmm. I still see it as, you know, somebody has transitioned, somebody is no longer here. But I guess you can say I don't grieve it the same. And it's not to say that I I don't care about people that have passed after my mom. But it's like, it was my mom. Like, what else can you take from me now, if that makes sense? What else, like, what else can you take from me? You know, aside from my sister or my dad or anything, clearly like passing. But that was what else? What else do you have for me? What, like, I feel the exact <laughs> same way like, because it's like, all right, the worst thing that I feel like could have happened to me happened, right? Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I used to think that like passing because i hate saying the word like dead yeah. and that like me especially too. i'm like i don't even I don't like that use word. that word. Yeah. like it's like a, cur- like a curse word for me but you know i feel like experiencing the passing of my mom has made me realize just how easy it is to die i think it's much harder to live and that's not i feel like that's so like cliche to say but it's really true mm-hmm. You know, especially, you know, like in my situation and and it kind of brought me back to what you were saying earlier about how you had a conversation with your mom about my mom passing and then yours, your mom passing not that far after. I've had a lot of conversations like that. And it just makes me, it made me realize that death passing like sits right on your shoulder. Ooh, wow. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Hey girl, what's going on? I choked on a pepper or something. But that death sits, you know right on your shoulder and that you know all you can do is live until you're not here anymore because before it seemed like some sort of mystic thing that was like so untouchable and I didn't know and I didn't understand because I didn't really know people who had lost people before like at least not so close to them like a mother and I personally didn't have any experience like that myself so being that I lost my mom it's like okay one there's nothing worse that can happen to me, so it's made me very audacious, and I think that that's been to my benefit a little bit, mm-hmm. but also it's just like, when I'm out, I'm out. Like right. It's like, it's not really, I feel like, you know, without understanding death, there's like this this desire to cling on to all of these tangible things yeah. that like don't really matter in the grand scheme, and that's not to say that life doesn't matter, because it does, but... You know, I really believe now that it's only more of a part of an experience, yeah. like a total experience instead of just the soul experience. Because even for me, you know, I don't like even like today I could be like, yeah, my mom didn't die. Like and I like it really feels like it's like so true to me. Yes. It's like that that yes. never happened. You know, yes. but I, 
I, I think that comes with my understanding of like dying, yeah. I guess, or transitioning or passing because I feel like that, and that's why I don't like the word death or, you know, I really try not to use the word die because it feels so like final yeah, very and permanent. It, it's not, yeah. though, you know, it's not, it's just physically sure. But I, I feel like I have to believe that there is more beyond yeah. just this physical experience. Of course. Is that something that you guys felt before losing your mom? Or is it like, because most people don't think about like anything like this unless it's, you know, relevant to their experience. So, I mean, um, H, I see you're wearing a crystal on your neck. So I'm going to assume you might be a little bit of a spiritual babe. I, you know, I, my best friend, she is very into spirits and, you know, crystals and the moon and retrograde and all of that jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, What? like mercury retrograde is you'll know when it happens because people start definitely know ripping um or when a full moon happens like you know like people are it's just weird like the energy is weird all over the world no just like people are more i see it as people are more um kind of more daring um more outspoken more sometimes more disrespectful um, it just depends on whatever the circumstance that you're in. But am I a spiritual babe? I've started to become one as of recently. Not a hippie. Okay. No. But my mom, she, while she was, when she came home for a little bit, she wanted a, like a crystal quartz of lamp. So we got her that and she, she was very big on that. Yes, yeah, in the house. And she had like a little like bag of crystals too that she kept on her bed. Uh-huh. So I think they're either here or they're either at our other house. But I've definitely done my research on them. I only have this one. Um, I always text my best friend like, yo, you know, you always tell me when I need to charge my crystals. When do I, when do I need to do that? But I, I'm becoming more spiritual in the fact that, okay, for example, this has not happened to me until after my mom has passed, but it has been on four separate occasions where I have very, very, very vivid dreams of people that I have in my life that are, you know, not necessarily something tragic happens, but I feel the need when I wake up or like if I jolt out of my sleep, like I need to text them to make sure that they're okay. For instance, mm-hmm. this I was last, do you? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's cool. That's very cool. Last week, one of my friends, we were supposed to see each other. But he ended up not responding to me, so I went to sleep. And I was mad, so I blocked him. So I had a dream, literally, Saturday night, that something happened to him. Like, And I'm like, I felt myself trying to wake up from it because I didn't want to believe that it was happening. I wake up and I text him. I was like, I don't know why, but I felt the need that I had to text you to check up on you. Like, what happened? Turns out he was in a car. Wow. And I'm like, what? And it was so real. Like, I couldn't tell in the dream what was happening to him. But it was something that I needed to check on him about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know what it was. And, yeah. It was very, it was very, like, because he even said himself, he was, like, crazy. Because he, I don't think he would have told me if I had not asked. But, right. These have been happening, and I just, I feel the need that I have to reach out to these people. Like, I don't care who it is. Like, I don't know how, I don't care how much time has gone past, 
but when I feel the need that I need to check up on somebody, I have to. Yeah. So. yeah. And Autumn, you said you experienced something similar? Um, yeah, like do stuff like, um, like I would have dreams or like my friends, family or like family friends like that. And I'll have like dreams, like something will mm-hmm. happen to them or like something tragic. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I will like text them in the middle of the night to see if they're okay. But then um, mm-hmm. sometimes they won't answer because they're asleep. They'll be asleep, yeah. So I'll just okay. check in in the morning just to see if they text it back. Okay. That's good. Did you That's still good. check up on them? I'm glad that you do that. Because I didn't yeah, know people, people are experiencing that as well. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a... Mm, look, at, look, at, look at the podcast. Bring it <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm so happy that you guys have that to share. We are quickly coming to the end of our time. I don't know if you guys can believe it, but it has been 45 oh, wow. minutes already, wow. which is great. <laughs> so before we go, though, I know we touched a lot of different things and I again I want to thank you guys so much for just being candid and being vocal even though it's not easy the easiest thing to talk about before we go is there anything else that you guys might want to say that we didn't get to during the conversation I want to ask you how are you feeling oh my god I love when people ask <laughs> thank you for asking Autumn I'm very dramatic I fi- I'm finally in a space in my life where I can accept it and appreciate it but Anyway, how am I doing? That's a good question. I really feel like I never know how I'm doing, honestly. Like, I think that a lot of the time I, it's like obviously internally there, but I think, I don't know, because I live in New York and there's so many other things to focus on. I think that that's what I do a lot of the time. And then there's days where I'm obviously sitting in it and like stewing in it. But kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, it's like, I can't believe that happened. And I still can't believe that happened. And like, my mom for real um thankfully you know me and my mom's connection i i really believe is like one of a kind you know i think that we've had many lifetimes together and so because of that i have dreams about her every night and so for me it feels like a little bit of a reward at the end of the day it's like okay just make it through the day yeah and then you can have the dream and you can see her and you can be with her so i think i try to just focus i've always kind of been a very optimistic you know glass half full type of person and so because of that I think that I'm doing all right but I definitely have my times where I'm just like I can't do it I I can't do life and right now I'm in such a transitional space with my work and I'm trying to decide whether I want to slash don't want to do what I'm doing but I'm trying to be careful about not rooting that decision in the fact that I can't share it with my mom because I think for me that's a lot of what it is like you know I love modeling part like in a huge part of that was because I could share my campaigns with my mom. And now that I can't, it's changed things significantly for me. Um, and so, you know, sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like going on and on, but this is, this is all the things that have been in my head lately, you know, but I, I definitely miss her a lot. Like I can't even like put in a word I miss her sounds so insignificant, you know, in comparison to how I feel, but I'm doing all right, all things considered. This is a pretty good week for me. I had a bad week a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm in therapy, though, really? so shout out to my therapist. Proud of you. Um, and then I'm, I guess I'm just going to end my my spiel, soliloquy, whatever <laughs> I'm kind of getting out of this very angry, very hostile phase okay. that uh, I, I didn't experience immediately. So um, when I, like, 
was first learning about grief or kind of understanding it, people told me that it like worked in like, you know, the five stages of grief, but I don't, I think that's kind of all BS. I think they all kind of exist at the same time, you know, sometimes in the same moment, Mm -hmm. sometimes in the same day, sometimes, you know, um, but I, I was very angry and like, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I've had this, like, and I'm I'm not even going to get into it. I'm going to just tell, tell y'all. I've had this desire to like commit petty theft. I have not, but like, it's something that I had to like talk to my therapist about. Um, And if anybody wants to hear that story, I'm sure I'll talk about it again, but I've had these just really strange urges to be a person that I never was. Mm. And me and my therapist, again, that's why I brought up my therapist. Shout out to Jordan. Um, (laughs) Because we've talked about that at, like like you know why i am angry or why i do want to do these things that were never a part of my um, makeup before but i think really what it is is you just you know for me as close as i was to my mom or am to my mom and for you guys too a lot of who you are is because of who they believe that you could be and then you have to find in yourself what they saw in you and that's where i'm at right now and just actually actualizing myself as a person outside of my mom and not you know, as, um, you not not just as an extension of, but also having my own sort of reality and experience too. So again, I know that was long, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. I love to hear it. But well, Asia and Autumn, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you guys again so much for being here. And I'm again, so sorry that we're both living the same, just really jacked up reality, but you know, at least on the plus side, if there is one, you have community and me and, you know, everybody else who's listening. Um, because, you know, even though we don't necessarily understand or know exactly how you feel, we can kind of sort yeah. of, you know, we're, we're side yeah. to side. We like coexist in, in the orb of, you know, grieving a mother. So um, shout out to you guys for your bravery. And I also want to shout out you guys for listening to another episode of Damn Mom, Really? A podcast that nobody wants to be on, but everybody wants to listen to. I will see you guys in 10 days. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review and a comment. It's super, super helpful to us. And as promised, there's a relaxing cool down slash guided meditation by Liliana Rasmussen coming up in five, four, three. Welcome to this guided meditation session to create a safe place for you. Chronic pain can be very hard to handle, but many times when we create a mental image of our suffering, we tend to aggravate this pain, thus increasing it. Then every time we feel the sensation, we will have a negative thought attached to it on a conscious and subconscious level. So what this meditation will teach you are techniques to change the mental image that has been created from this pain and instead implement a peaceful association with pleasant visualizations that create a warmer bonding between you and your body's sensations. This allows you to accept and allow instead of fight and push away. Make sure you're in a very comfortable position. Sit down or lay down if that feels good for you, however you need to position yourself so that none of your muscles are activated or tense. Every part of your body can rest and feel completely relaxed during this meditation. Begin by taking five deep breaths to relax even more. One, full breath in and let it go. Two, fully inhale and exhale. Three, breathe in as much as you can and let it go, feeling a wave of relaxation come over you. Four, Inhale deeply and exhale, feeling invigorated. Five, last one, fully inhale 
and exhale, feeling any tension loosen up and your body feeling extremely relaxed. Good. And just allow your breath to slow and flow naturally now. Don't try to change anything about it. Just notice the calmness that these five breaths gifted you. Notice how your body breathes without you doing anything at all. Begin to feel any sensations that you associate with your pain. Bring them into your awareness and allow these feelings to multiply. You're completely safe and secure. It's okay to allow these sensations to arise. They will not harm you. Put all of your focus on these areas. Really feel their exact position and the quality of the sensations. What's the pain like for you? Is it stinging, tingling, or burning? Perhaps it's like something else. In your mind, describe every detail and then sit with it. Be entirely with it while it presents itself. Don't do anything about it except feel it. Allow the sensations to grow and don't stop them. Just see what they do. Notice the details of changes the sensations make. Good, you're doing so well. Now switch your focus and bring into your mind's eye a visual of a place you love to go or have been to that is very serene and peaceful for you. It could be an imaginary place, like on top of a gorgeous mountain, or somewhere you frequently go, like a nearby nature path. Your favorite place could be as simple as your warm, cozy bed next to a loved one. Wherever this place is for you, see it vividly right now. Start by visualizing all the physical aspects of this place. Where are you? What do you see when you look up? If you're outside, it could be the sky. If you're in a safe room somewhere, it could be the ceiling. Notice everything you see when you look up. Now look down and at your feet. What does the ground look like below you? Gaze all around this favorite place of yours, making the colors bright and vivid. Make out even more details now, like the leaves on the trees and plants or the things that are placed around the room. Do you notice any patterns anywhere? They could be patterns in nature, like the way things grow or the patterns of fabrics and objects in a room. Notice every pattern you can find in great detail. The more details you can imagine, the better. How dark or light out is it? What time of the day do you think it is? And make a judgment about the placement of the sun in the sky. Which way is the light of the sun coming into your imagination? Look at all of the beautiful things that make this place so enjoyable for you. Use your visual creativity of this place for the next several moments. Nice. Now you are going to bring about the sensations this beautiful spot offers. Start by tapping your feet on the ground. Is the surface hard or soft? Feel the ground below you here with your feet, noticing anything you can about it. Become aware of the temperature in this place. Is it cool or warm or hot? Is there a breeze blowing or is the air calm and still? Can you feel the sun on your skin? Sit with these sensations for a few moments and enjoy them. Are there any smells here? If you're imagining the beach, maybe you can smell the salty air, or if you're in a forest, the smell of nature. Just notice how your sense of smell can create sensations of aromas for you when you put your mind to it. What about sounds? Bring fully into this experience any sounds that surround you here. Perhaps you hear a loved one nearby. Perhaps you're alone and you can hear the sounds that nature creates for you. Vividly hear any sounds in this experience. Sit with these senses activated for a few moments and begin to interact with your environment. Great. To relax even further, become aware of what you're doing here. Are you sitting down and relaxing or walking around and exploring? Are you doing exactly what you love and want to do? See yourself being completely relaxed and happy here. 
There's no need to do anything here but relax and enjoy it. Be assured that this place is always here for you to keep you safe if you need to flee from pain. Take another slow and deep breath in, and as you exhale, you feel at complete peace with yourself and all the sensations in your body. As I speak these words to you, you are changing the mental images associated with your pain. Whenever you feel overwhelmed by the sensations in your body, repeat this exercise to accept the pain and change the thoughts associated with it. When you use this technique, you will stop the pain from becoming aggravated and growing stronger. When you vividly visualize a safe and peaceful place in moments of distress, you are slowing down your pulse and blood pressure, creating a peaceful and strong connection to your body and mind. Allow yourself to slowly become aware of your surroundings, and whenever you're ready, open your eyes, ready to go about your day peacefully.